Finally, a simple way to reverse a divorce. We're talking the parent trap on today's We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and instantly regret doing this. And I'm saying that because my guest today for uh, Boy Oh Boy, episode 100, uh, the Woo-hoo. people who have known me since uh, zero zero, uh, it's my parents. Hi. Hey, Ross. Hi, Ross. How you oh, doing? Oh, boy. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, good. Thank tell you. Tell us about it. We've known you for spent, a long time. We spent the entire day together, so this is not, uh, uh, spe- this doesn't feel that special. Um, <laughs> for our Jewish friends, happy Passover. Yeah, and, and for everybody else, happy, happy e- whatever you're doing so with your life in the Easter. world. Happy Earth Day coming up. Oh, yeah. Happy Earth Day coming up. Very important. Um, so, uh, we are talking today for the big 100 about the parent trap. So, um, you both kind of very, uh, uh, excitedly chose this movie. So, uh, talk a little bit about why you wanted to talk about this. Um, well, it's both like, I think it's a, we were talking before with you about, uh, Lindsay Lohan movies. And I think this is one we both just really liked. It's a lot of a lot of fun. We could both joke about it and admire it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, in the Wiseman household, movies were always a really big thing. Probably why you grew up to have a podcast called Kid Flex. Yeah, instead of having like a big career or something. Hey, no problem. It's hey, we are in my bedroom. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We're proud of you, Ross. Anyway, um, yeah, so movies were always a huge, huge thing in our house. And um, Parent Trap was always a favorite. Freaky Friday, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire, all those goodies, Big Fat Greek Wedding. So, you know, it seems like a natural that we revisit this. We've probably seen it about, uh, what, like maybe a hundred times? Yeah, and you've watched it twice in the past week because I watched it this morning and you said, okay, I'll come in and watch it again. I love that movie. I only watched half of it, so. Okay, yeah, so you're okay. One and a half times this week for me. It's like my favorite movie. I I really love that movie. I thought thought Big Fat Greek Wedding was your favorite movie. We have a couple favorites that we always go back to. Mrs. Doubtfire, you can always see again and again. Yeah, I mean, it just never gets old. Yeah, if I, if I, I do a different podcast that's uh, just not kid flicks. Yeah, I don't know what to call those movies. Just fun for the whole family movies. Uh, I'll put that in there. But uh, would you like to start off, Mom, by saying uh, which parts you cried at? <laughs> so, Cause, okay. Because, uh, like you said, you've seen this movie hundreds of times and you cry at the exact same parts each time. Absolutely. I'm proud of it. Yeah. So it always gets me when. Uh, Lindsay Lohan comes in the house to meet Natasha Richardson for the first time. And they do this real like slow, you know, she's, she's, uh, Lindsay Lohan's going up the stairs and Natasha Richardson's coming down the stairs. And then they do this really cheesy kind of thing when they come together and darn it, every single time I cry. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. So it's right when, um, Hallie pretending to be Annie goes back to 
England. Yeah, and yeah. it's the first time she's ever meeting her mother because they have this brilliant idea to like the parents split up. They've got these twin girls, so they decide that the mom's going to take one and the dad's going to take another. Neither one of them knows that the other exists. It's just brilliant. It's yeah. just a brilliant plot. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then of course, the second time I cry is. Oh, this is a spoiler alert, but at the end... Yeah, guys, end, this movie came out in 1998, so yeah, okay. get on it if you haven't yeah, seen it yet. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, rush out, you know, get on that train right away. Spoiler alert, good review coming up. Yeah, and spoiler alert, okay, there is a happy ending, and, you know... Yeah, I'm, it doesn't end with one of the twins drowning. No, <laughs> the no. parents being like, well, I guess that solves it. No, no. Uh, no. Although, you know, not a not a good ending for Natasha Richardson overall. Love her. And I wasn't really going to go into it, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Um, you know, but anyway, what's the second her. part that made you cry? At the end, when they get together and cheesy, happy ending, mm-hmm. and I'm just a when sucker he says, for I, that. I, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm going to chase you. I was going to chase you this time. Yeah, well, so... You. So, yeah. So they're the parents of twins, and the mom is from London, and the dad lives in Napa Valley. And so apparently, and it's not clear, I guess they were living in Napa. I guess they were in the States. And she get they have a fight, and she gets on a plane, and she goes back to London. She does take one of the girls with her. Right, takes one of the girls with her and heads off to London. And inexplicably... He doesn't go after her. There's no phone call. There's no, you know, apparently it's just, okay, if that's the way you want it. Are you implying there's some plot holes in this movie? Well, You know, I love it, but yeah, there are like a hundred plot holes. Well, going off of that, um, in the beginning, when they they show Dennis Quaid and... What's her name? Natasha Richardson. Natasha Richardson. Richardson Of blessed memory. uh, Getting married. They have on the screen it says 11 years and nine months later so it's like oh wow they they really cut to the chase and had two girls and then nine months later they got divorced because yeah. i guess they were separated as babies i got that impression i, I think because yeah. they're pretty young because dennis quaid's housekeeper was confused and jesse. overwhelmed jesse jesse, jesse. Ross. I, I needed some acting no, lessons ross not jesse jesse that's it's a, a CH. It that's, is. Uh, it is. It's a CH. It for is no not a real name, reason. but apparently that is the name that she is given. Yep, it is Chessie. I yeah. just looked at my notes. What are you Ross. playing with IMDb there? Yeah, I've only seen it a hundred times. I mean, come on. I feel like when I when we watch this, I feel I don't know why, but I remember Chessie being my favorite character for I a while. I love her because I she's think she's amazing. cool. I think I liked that she made all these different breakfast foods. She's amazing, and the other one I love is Grandfather. Oh yes, of grandfather. course, grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. He was adorable. Say British, so he's a very and nice. Of course, uh, yeah. the other uh, lovely part of the thing is the nobody can figure out that the kids have switched except for the dog. No, and Chessie. The dog figured it out first. Yeah, Chessie wasn't far behind though. So, so she was like, "Why are you being all prim and proper?" Yeah, yeah. Chessie was the first human. Yeah, but and certainly but, not the last. But then, of course. Proving that dogs are yes. now the, superior. Yes, and now who's the last ones to figure out the actual parent? So you would yes. think would, would be the ones who would know their kids better than anybody else. Yes. Uh, so but to be fair, it was Lindsay Lohan on a split screen. So, I mean, you've got a, an exact double there. As a little segu- uh, sure. sideways thing, uh, and I was telling you this earlier, is that uh, as such as 1998, I was quite impressed looking back at it now. 
the technical aspect of you know, having the split screen. Yeah. They really did a great job with it of keeping it really smooth and everything when the uh, Lindsay was talking to Lindsay and whatnot. Well, I actually read um, that Lindsay Lohan, when she was doing scenes talking to herself, she had an earpiece in and they would play the dialogue that she just did as the other girl. Oh. So that's kind of partly it. But yeah, I mean, it looks smooth. They... Like, it's not just static shots, like, the camera's moving and showing them, and it's really cool. But then you can also tell when it's like, oh, we're only doing one Lindsay for this scene, so they just have a girl just with her back to the camera yeah. the entire time. Um, but yeah, uh, also, I mean, I think the weird, the thing that stuck out to me so much in this movie is just how weird their camp is, because... Oh, um, yeah. Weirder than your camp? Marvel. Well, Mr. Leo was kind of an oddball <laughs> place, too, compared to most camps. But. Yeah, but I think the thing that threw me off so much is that this was an all-girls camp. So I've, I've talked about my camp so much on the podcast. Yes. But it's, you know, it's it's like a typical sleepaway camp in the sense that it's like co-ed. Like, there's all these different activities and stuff. This camp, run by, like, legit adults. And, a mother and daughter duo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the Marvas. The Marvas. Yeah. Um, Marvas. <laughs> uh, the one, the daughter was um, Janice from Friends, and I do yeah. not know the older one. The older one, oh gosh, she's been around too. Um, I recognize the face. I wasn't sure who it was. Yeah, I cannot for the but life of me think of her name, but you've seen her a lot. Yeah, but uh, she gets actress. covered in chocolate. Um, yeah, that's and- a classic scene. Yeah. How many takes they need for that? <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, Joan, we're going to have to shower you down again. <laughs> Wait, so also about that whole mischief scene, you know, they have the one scene where, and it was so adorable, the Brits somehow inexplicably get the cots from the camp, from the from the bunks yes. up on the roof and they, they put a... Um, a British flag up on the... Which I think is very offensive. Was... This is an American summer camp. <laughs> well, um... They were staking their territory. Course, it was yeah. adorable. Well, actually, that kind of transition... So, at uh, summer camp, my summer camp at Galil, we did pranks, not to this extent... Oh, this was... Yeah. These no, were this, epic. This, these weren't epic, Mom. You had Hollywood extras helping <laughs> yeah. you with these pranks. Yeah. But, no, that was a thing that I, once or twice when I was a, when I was a kid... I remember people would like elaborately recreate the inside of a bunk either directly outside yeah. or I think once or twice there were a bed or two on the roof. Um, but the one, it happened. Those were, those were pretty small cabins. Like I, I would think that you could do that with a step stool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you still have to climb on <laughs> a roof. There's yeah. kind of heavy things to yeah, that's slap true. up to the that's roof. That's true. Yeah, because um, I, I was trying to remember what some of the other pranks that we did. And yeah, we just did things like we would just put string, like just hang up string while pe- while kids were on like overnight trips somewhere else. But we never did like honey and molasses and all of these like borderline torturous things. Like they, they went really hard for, I don't like that girl that looks exactly like me. <laughs> Yeah. No trip so, wires with obnoxious stuff. And all these other girls are just pawns in their game. So, Ross, just so you know yes. how things have amped up over the years, do you know that your dear Bubby, may she rest in peace, she actually pulled a prank on a Hebrew school teacher and tied their shoelaces to the chair. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. Real. Yeah. I did not know that. So that's like circa 1940. That yeah. Oh, before... Uh, 
like fun things happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like some we just survived the Great Depression yeah, type thing. <laughs> Low tech. And then she went outside and played with stickball. Yeah. yeah. They didn't ha- Look, there was the Depression. They couldn't afford tons of honey and molasses to waste. Also, it was the Depression. They didn't need more reasons to be depressed. We're also going to make you tie your shoes and fall flat on your goddamn face. Also, to be fair, <laughs> this was a teacher who fell asleep while they were teaching. So oh, that's so. But, and I also feel like the, he deserved to have his shoes tied. Well, to I mean, the chair. everything's slower in the south. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he just had a big old thing of grits. <laughs> that was kind of interesting that he even had shoes on to begin with. <laughs> Ooh, burn on you! Uh, <laughs> good old Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had a good. We had a, a good old time. It was uh, a slower time. Yeah. Uh, and but also at the summer camp were the two moments in the movie that. I remember like the rest of the movie I kind of vaguely remember but the two parts that always stick out are um them eating Oreos with peanut butter that's that's I, great I think we watched it one night and we saw that happen and we we just kind of got up and decided to try it and yeah. we kind of did it ever since yeah um, and then also the ear piercing scene. Oh, that is horrific. In truth, that's horrific. I had a fight. Did your friends do that in camp? Have eleven-year-olds pierce each other's ears? No, we just did like stick and poke tattoos and stuff like that, okay. and oh. like shaving our heads and things like that. You know, fun yeah, but stuff. hair grows back. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about like an eleven-year-old piercing in another eleven-year-old's ear. I mean, Ugh. you can't go to camp, have your ears pierced, and then come home and they're not pierced. No, well, she they, made a valid point in that. Well. Yeah. well Look, at least did you notice she did heat the nail with a match. There were there was an attempt at sanitation here. So yeah, there, there's also girls. a very troubling lack of supervision at this camp. <laughs> like when I was a camp counselor, it, the rule was there had to be like two counselors nearby, like a cabin when there were kids inside or anything like that. But this one, it's but, like okay, we're gonna go for a long weekend. You guys enjoy fencing near open water. Uh, well, you do remember why they were up in that cabin to begin with. They were so hor- they were oh, so yeah. horrible that the Marvas just said, "You know what? We can't deal with well, you. Go to the isolation well, well, cabin." If I, if I can add, you're going in the show. <laughs> what kind of a camp has a pre-planned isolation yeah. cabin with signage? <laughs> and then parents will still send their kids to that. Yeah, camp. that seems. Like, uh, you need to reevaluate what your camp is like. <laughs> well, it was Janice from Friends, so I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah. Janice. Oh my God! When she saw that cabin, she went, "Oh my God!" I feel like she knew something <laughs> about isolation. Yeah. Um, also, uh, eh, that's actually not that important. Hey, Ross, pass the coffee my yeah, way. Yeah, so yeah. I just want to point out that Ross and I are sharing a coffee. Also, you were recently lactose intolerant I or have. self-diagnosed lactose intolerant. Not self-diagnosed. Your father diagnosed. Sorry. Okay. You're yeah. another total yeah. non-medical professional. Yeah, cool. So you yes. had some fun on WebMD and you decided, mm, I don't like how these farts feel. <laughs> so. Excuse me. Mayoclinic.com. That's oh, much Ross, better. I don't do that. You're right. You're a lady. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I really want uh, Oreos and peanut butter. Yeah. But I, oh. I'll just... Wait, okay. In a week. We should have known. We should have. Oh, we can. It's Passover. In a week. But million dollar idea. You know how they have um, like that jar where it's peanut butter and jelly? They should make. (laughs) I I think this is legit. I mean, it's basically just like, like cookie butter mixed with peanut butter. Yeah, but it would get soggy, and part of the joy it's cookie, of that... Like, have you had cookie butter? It yeah, just tastes like... Yeah, I don't like... like it, because part of the joy of that is like the it. crunch. The crunch. 
You know, I, I get, like well, I mean, the you can texture. still put it on toast. So crunchy. It has, <laughs> yeah, you have the crunch of the cookie, and you've got the salty, sweet, and so you've got you know, crunchy peanut, peanut butter. butter. You know, There's we'll, a lot going we'll on. We'll turn there. it to our singular fan uh, if you want to. If you want to <laughs> see that uh, uh, peanut butter Oreo flavor spread, <laughs> freaking let us know. Um, <laughs> but after Passover, of course, yeah, because yeah. uh, we all know we only let Jews listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's very important to us that it's hectored. Um, um, rabbinic she, supervision, if you will. Yeah. Um, so they come up with this. Uh, Hallie and Annie come up with this not bad scheme, which is we're going to pretend to be each other and uh, <laughs> go to each other's countries, um, and like. You guys had to go see me in different plays in elementary school. I would not have... No kid would be able to act like that. Well, but hey, it well, is Lindsay Lohan. If I didn't put it out, isn't that high on the list of, oh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it does eventually. Well, because yeah. uh, I'm trying to think. I think uh, Annie... No, okay. This is hard to remember. Because Hallie as Annie, she's really bad at keeping up the poshness in London. But at the same time, Annie is so bad at pretending to not be British. Yeah, yeah. Because she keeps saying dad at the end of every sentence. Dennis Quaid is like, yeehaw, why'd you keep doing that? Well, well she, say says, she says things like horrid habit and... Oh, lovely girl, horrid habit. Yes, yes. Uh, a which favorite that was, that was a, a, a revelation that we didn't realize it was, it was something... That's something that we say all the time yes, as a family. we do. And it's weird to know the context of it now. <laughs> And that there really isn't. Um, uh, and actually, the other one is you don't eat no meat. Yeah, <laughs> from so, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, completely that comes movie. up in conversation so often. Uh, also, Bruce Almighty, I work in back. I see no smiles. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and so the big, the big uh, issue in the movie, besides oh, oops, wrong daughter in in my house, is that Dennis Quaid is engaged to. Uh, uh, Meredith, who's I can't think of her real name, the actress, but she's just like generic, the like the classic Blonde, generic yeah. evil lady. Oh, Mom's gonna look at it. It's not yeah, important. Yeah, Don't worry about well, it. Well, that that leads to um, both a very appropriate and traditional Disney reference to other Disney movies when they call her Cruella. Yeah. Yes, it worked. Uh, but that is. Is there any Disney movie that doesn't make references to earlier Disney movies somewhere? Well, also, this is weird because this is one of the only Disney movies where you see a character smoking and drinking. Like, the, the mom yes. is gets hammered. And they uh, used the word schnockered, I believe, was the term. They yeah, yes. she got schnockered on the flight. It was her first time having vodka. Um, she was smoking. Yeah, she's smoking, and uh, she agrees to make the wedding dress for evil Cruella Deville. Are you still looking up Elaine Elaine Hendricks? Yes, she's on yeah. Twitter, and she constantly will just tweet at people uh, about how she's like their evil stepmom, because that's just <laughs> that's just her brand, and she embraces she's it. She's probably what, the what sweetest person doing? ever. She does play the same role over and over again. Yeah, like she movies. does. She does a lot of theater and stuff now. I think if I'm remembering, because I looked up her uh, Wikipedia a, a while ago. But okay, so Dennis Quaid. And Elaine Hendricks, they're engaged. They get engaged after eight weeks. How long were you guys dating before you got engaged? Oh gosh, it's quick, um, but not that quick. No, that, that I want to say it was, it was about six months. Actually, that sounds really? about right. Yeah, 
Huh? Eighties were a wild time. Were, yeah, we. Know was it like you guys time. were like, man, we survived Chernobyl. We got to get married. Yeah, <laughs> and unlike your brother, we decided we didn't live together for two years first. Yeah, yeah. you hear that, Max? Oh, you suck. <laughs> um, Ross. Well, okay. I do want to bring up um, the story of how you guys met because oh, you God. you told me this Let's after. We were in a we were in the car for seven hours driving to Boston to visit colleges, and I like I don't know what I was expecting, but this it's a yeah I want to know what you were expecting. I don't know because I was like oh like maybe because you were uh, like dad you were in a, a frat at Lafayette you were a founding mother of a sorority at Temple A-F-I. I yes come on plug it A five uh, join it um uh please don't talk to me uh don't reach out to me if you want to reach out to my mom i don't like that that's weird um but i assumed oh maybe there was like a mixer between different philadelphia area uh frats and sororities but uh would you guys like to say how you ended up meeting it was uh printed yeah this was um this was pre-internet pre pre pre-j date Okay, and so there's a local paper called the Jewish Exponent. It's a local Jewish paper. Yeah, you didn't have to explain. I think we could all understand that. And so they used to have, um, well, singles. Yeah, uh, singles ads. Ads in there. And so your father put one in, and I replied to it. And so meanwhile, going back to the whole sorority thing, so how we all, all of the sorority sisters were doing it because our advisor was coming to parties with like these great, like really lovely guys that she met. And we were like, wait, where are you meeting all these guys? And so she well, told us about the Jewish well, exponent. So well, that's how we so all many came guys? to do it. <laughs> Why so many guys? They're so great. Why didn't you have a second date with oh, them? Oh, that's a long story. And, you that's know, that's I don't her know. issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's we'll tag another... her in the episode and see if she wants to come that's on and explain. That's another story. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So you you met on uh, through Classified. And I was yeah. I was very upset to find out that you didn't keep the clipping because I, I think that would have been. Uh... I thought I had it, but I, I lost it somewhere. I, I don't remember the exact wording, but basically, I remember I had been. Trying to think of writing one, I was reading a bunch of them, and it was like every single one was six foot, let's moonlit walks, blah blah blah. And, you famously and hate moonlit su- walks, su- and it was like it Actually, was like every person like was moonlit. athletic and macho and super sensitive, and it was like the exact same crappy ad every yeah. one. So I, mine was something. Uh, I started with a series of Z's, so I would be the last one. Are you bored and wait, falling asleep like I wait, am so at all of these other ads? Wait, if hold so. on. You put a Z, oh, like you put a Z in front of your name? Yeah. No, you don't put your name on it. You didn't, you didn't no, put your name on it. It no. was an anonymous box to write to. Huh. And so, wait, but you are super sensitive and like moonlit walks. So you misrepresented yeah. yourself in that ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, to finish my story. No, I just said, are you bored with all these other ads of ads of all these people people i don't remember the exact but basically i was kind of laughing at some of the other ads yeah. that they shtick that all the other ads had if so and uh no some jewish female and if you mid-20s like 20s give me a call hmm. and yeah. the way it worked then because again pre-internet uh it was like a little box in the exponent you had write to the exponent and then they would forward the re- the ones to whoever wrote the, to the person who wrote the ad, then that person could contact whoever they felt like. Wow! Uh, and uh, the the style of shtetl, but in uh, <laughs> our modern world. Well, Wait. So apparently, apparently, 
whenever he called, I wasn't home. So he ended up so he ended up talking to Bubby for like, you know, hours before he ever got a chance to talk to me. Wait, so, so she kinda of like pre sold me. Yeah. Wait, so so they so so like you post so dad, yeah, you posted post the, the ad, ad. So then you being interested, you would call or message the Jewish exponents say like, "Hey, I'm interested. Can I get this contact info?" No, no. no. He just he he no. got the information. No, what happens? Okay, I put the ad in. This isn't she, really very complicated. She, she, she seems complicated. Yeah, she, yeah. It's, it's I know it's a little more complicated than swipe right, swipe left. No. Yes, <laughs> but it forces you to think a little more than half a second to make oh, a decision. Me. Too. Okay, this was a fun episode. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at any rate, at any rate, uh, no. The per- I wrote the ad. Then she is the person who said would read the ads and whoever she was interested oh, in, okay. she would contact the exponent and say, uh, "Give this one my contact." Would write some Got type it. of it's note, like and they would forward. For a job. They would forward it, forward it to me, and then if I remember, I think I had four replies, of which uh, she was the only one who sounded like a decent human being. Who are these other three women? <laughs> I don't remember. Ah, who are? The I certainly women didn't say. I certainly didn't save those. Oh, good call. Good call. That'd be a fun yeah. gift on your thirtieth wedding anniversary. Hey, so. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have our taxes from like nineteen ninety one. No, we do. No, we do not. Oh man. No, we do not have our taxes okay. from that one. I'm, I'm just saying I'm we got a lot of we got a lot of random crap. Sorry, Marie Kondo, but uh, we don't have the very essence of how we came to be together. Might still be buried somewhere, (laughs) but I have not been able to find it. So you guys got engaged after six months. So Max taking a full seven years. But uh, then we were engaged for like a year. Oh, okay. Well, so is Max. But like, do you have any messages uh, for uh, any people that are... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Random advice to the yeah. love lord? Yeah, random advice from the oh 80s. Go <laughs> oh. for it. Uh, I yeah, what kind of, like, did, did, no, you never really had, like, the big poofy hair. No. I mean, in, like, 15 no. years, though? No. Only her mother did. No, no. But no, you need, you need to complete the metamorphosis. Wait, I'm oh. not sure what you're going for. Well, like, uh, you know, like, you, ah, uh, never mind. The beehive hairdos are a little earlier than that no it wasn't the beehives it was like kind of the rachel you know oh. like yeah that. yeah you had a, you yeah. had a rachel for yeah. a little while yeah yeah That's and fair. and that is why i'm named ross <laughs> oh you know what it's not far it's off partly it's partly yeah. why yeah because well, we were looking for an r name but we were big a big friends of fan uh, Fans we were big of friends. friends of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Say that and, again. Uh, yeah, and so we were like, huh, that's a nice name. Well, because I'm partly named after uh, Uncle Morris, but that's that's more my Hebrew name. So you have three, you're Ron Mordechai Baruch. So you're named after three guys. So Ron after... Well, uh, actually, Ron was after my Bobby Rose. Rose, and, and then, then Mordechai because I was born on Purim in 1996. But also, um, Uncle Morris. Yes, and, and then, then Baruch, because that's Bernie, you know that's the best way to start uncle, a bracha. Uncle Bernie, <laughs> my uncle was Bernie, yes, dad's, Bernie. Um, yeah. You would have liked him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was a cool guy. I'm sure he was chill. And then I, I know, I know, like my English stuff. It's the only war yeah. hero in our family. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the Wisemans, we all have flat feet. Uh, <laughs> my father will. Well, he was in. He wasn't in the army. He was in the National Guard. He just was happy not to be there. Yeah. 
Oh, you don't want to talk about armies? <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like a really far departure from Baron Trap. <laughs> Breaking news, the Wisemans are draft dodgers. <laughs> never. Uh, all's never. forgiven. No. All's never, forgiven. Never. We like our country. We are very patriotic. Yeah. Yeah, we they got vo- drafted, we they always win. vote. Yeah, and you have a sign on our, your front lawn that says, hate is no home here. That's right. Just, in case, just in case somebody wanted to be like, all right, let's go discriminate. Ah, oh, we can't do it all over there. <laughs> yeah, two of those signs in case, so one for each eye. Well, no, they, well, they cancel out because there's two of them, so that's confusing. Um, but anyway, so the parent trap. Um, I'm trying to think. So now we have... So we've talked a little bit about them being together, the twins meeting each other, them getting separated again and going to the other parents' uh, house. And so obviously now is the very cunning plot to get the parents back together, which is uh, make them go to a very expensive hotel in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the mom is super chill with it. Super drunk yeah. with it. Yeah, she's yeah. super drunk with it and super chill with it. She's just like, yeah. Like, I, that was the thing that really stood out to me watching it as an adult, just realizing, oh, both both the mother and the father have an insane amount of money. Yeah. Because yeah. also they yeah. send their kids halfway around uh, the world or the yeah. country to yeah. go to summer camp, which like, you know, most summer camps are pretty much identical. So you could yeah. just... You could just stick them in a pile of dirt for five weeks and be like, what'd you think? Yeah, it was a little more posh than Galil. We love Galil, but, you know. Yeah, this is a little... I don't know, that isolation cabin was not that posh. Ooh, I would love. I don't know. I could. I could go for that. I'd love. I mean, my 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 bedroom in my apartment. I've nicknamed now the uh, isolation. I'd do a. I'd do a like a weekend there. Yeah, I would totally weekend there. That'd be a nice Airbnb be in this yeah. girls' camp. It looked like a little ritzy. It yeah. did. No, the yeah. hotel. Yeah, hotel scene was uh, getting back to that. What was fun yet again? The dog figuring out before anybody else which yeah. kid was which. Yeah. And uh, that like. Little scene was like about a ten minute scene there in the hotel. Yeah, like they they just yeah. kind of get drunk, get confused, get angry, and they Lots get pushed in the pool. And yeah. then and then two eleven year olds conspire to rent a yacht that probably costs like um, thirty thousand dollars. That was grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. And I mean that was just really. That was a lot for two 11-year-olds. That was a bit of a plot twist And then there. the two uh, butlers slash housekeepers, they fall in love. Yeah. Because yeah. they're serving soup in close quarters, and that's so romantic. <laughs> that is romantic. It was vichyssoise. What? Vichyssoise. That's what they were serving. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was like a weird, um, like weird generational thing that I don't understand. You know, fishy swap. <laughs> Just weird soup. Oh, it was a great show. Johnny Carson. Now, my favorite part, though, was the camping trip. Yeah. I love I think that. That's a very iconic part. And I thought that was really cunning of the mom to, like, craft that, that the girls were going to go and, you know, Meredith was going to go on the camping trip with them. And you knew that was doomed. Yeah, Meredith sucks. Yeah. yeah, when she came out dressed in her, like, I don't know, her workout gear or something and her Prada backpack, I was like, oh. And the kids are putting yeah. uh, extra rocks on the backpack. Yeah, Which yeah. is, that's a great prank. Actually. That is a great prank. When I when I went to camp, we that went to brilliant. we went to this cool park called Boulderfield in uh, northern Pennsylvania, which is just, just a giant, like, piece of land 
that's just like filled to the brim with different boulders and for some reason like something with erosion or whatever classic and i tried to take one with me and it would have added like eight pounds to my backpack and there was a nurse on the trip and she's like why would you do this (laughs) this is a terrible idea so i had to leave it there Um, oh yeah she the most she's my meredith (laughs) yes i remember you when you were little i'm surprised you could carry eight pounds (laughs) look i don't i don't mean to brag but uh i had my preteen strength there you go (laughs) um but yeah, the well, also the worst part, the, the camping trip also has the worst part in the entire movie when Meredith nearly eats a salamander. Oh, that was crazy. I hate it. You and I both looked away while we were watching that It was part. a little uncomfortable. Excuse me, no lizards had... were harmed in the filming of this movie. But yeah. plenty of Merediths were. It was uncomfortable, but she had it coming. Yeah. She's a, like, I mean, to quote my good friend Kanye West, she's a gold digger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way over town. Um, <laughs> and her parents were too. Yes. Um, they were well, terrible. And also the mother, Meredith's mother, was the original uh, like evil stepmother thing in the original. Really? Yes. Oh, and so. all the time I've seen that, I never realized that. Yeah. Because we probably haven't seen the original in 30 years. We're more, no, we saw it when the, when the kids were little. We definitely, we yeah, wanted we were like, to do oh, our we comparison. Can see the, yeah. yeah, we wanted to do our comparison, but then we far, far enjoyed the the remake true so it's a, a way better movie even though a cool fact about the original parent trap is so so my summer camp that i grew up at it's like quote unquote like a chain of about six or seven different camps <laughs> and so a- the one in uh, i believe either michigan or around like toronto that's where they filmed a lot of the scenes for the original parent trap oh very cool so that camp Ground. To be clear, it, it's not a chain. It's, it's not, not like, like a, Target. Okay. No, I wish it was like Target. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like it's it's a, a it's series a of interconnected summer camps, and like I don't know what an example of that would be. Like I don't know. It's kind of like in your town when you have like a bunch of different, like five different pizza places with the same name, and you're like, oh, they're, they're doing well for themselves. That's kind of like uh, camp. Uh, I don't know. I think they're a little more unique yeah. than. Uh... I think it's like. They're satellites. Yeah. I don't know. That satellite works. That's yeah. good. Also, you guys can like lean into the mics just a little bit more. There you Hello. go. Perfect. Yeah, you can move it a little bit if you want to lean back a little. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else there is because um, uh, it's still not clear at all why they bro- the parents broke up in the first place. Not even a little. Because it seems that they had kids and they were like, oh, having kids is sometimes hard. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm going to throw something at you and I'm going to sit there and let you walk away. Yeah, it was it was not well thought out. But there's a lot in the movie that's not well thought yeah, out. Yeah, the, there are major holes in the plot. Uh, yeah. Name one. <laughs> the one we just discussed. Yeah, two teenagers going to different Pre-teens. ends of the world to trick their par- to learn about their parents and then trick them to getting back together. Yeah, perfect. That happens all the time. It's it's classic story like boy meets girl yeah uh boy or twin girl and girl trick boy and girl to meet again and spend a lot of their family's money to do so yes no yes and they live happily ever after and broke ever after after all that i think there were some deep pockets there i think it's okay i also just can't get past this camp because it doesn't make any sense to me that both a girl from like northern california and london would both go to this camp yeah because it's, it didn't seem like a particularly like insanely amazing camp. It seemed like very average in just like I think 
I forget where they said. I think it was in Maine or something. Yeah, I think it was. Well, I think that just goes to illustrate that the parents thought alike and that they really did belong together. Yeah. They're just so cohesive that, you know, sent their kids to the same camp. And and both both parents or other hangers-on taught their kids to be expert poker players and expert fencers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I learned... I didn't learn poker at camp. I learned euchre. And that's a fun game that no one knows how to play. So I have no idea what that I can't. Is. Yeah, I can't use that knowledge ever. So thanks a lot, camp. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think, what else did I learn at camp? I learned... Social activism. So much social <laughs> activism. I learned so many buzzwords that I don't use. <laughs> um, you know how to clean bathrooms. I do know how to clean bathrooms. We did have to clean... I mean, you we got to clean the bathroom. I that. signed up to clean the bath. Actually, well, that's when, important. I was, when I was a counselor, I, um, I signed up to like lead the kids and clean the bathroom so it'd be like uh i would just stand outside and be like guys go get more sponges (laughs) that sounds about right uh good move for us i actually you know what and i also was certified as a lifeguard at camp oh my god i did not know that i did i definitely told you you never it was my last it was my second summer as a camp counselor and they wanted uh, a handful of people to be certified and when i was I, I had to learn to open my eyes underwater without goggles, which oh, was wow. very hard. Because famously in my in the family, um, I would wear those giant uh, <laughs> goggles <laughs> that had the nose piece on it. Uh, Wait, no, you also had to have the the breathing apparatus because we used to have oh, the to snorkel. Go, yes. Yeah, because we used to have to go all over every summer to find those. Which is weird because you can just get them a target now. But I guess this was back in the late 90s when things weren't so plentiful as they are now. Well, I'm also figuring like you would lose them mid-season oh, and yeah. then go try to find them in August. Yeah. Because then, you know, there's none left. I remember try- one time trying to clean. I, I tried to clean it, the apparatus, the breathing tube um, with <laughs> um, a bar of soap. <laughs> and then I was like, man, this tastes weird now. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I did move. But I, I was lifeguard certified, and um, before I fully learned how to open my eyes underwater, we were doing drills where it would be like one person would pretend to be like underwater and unconscious, and so we had to like dive in and grab them and like carefully like take hold of their head and neck to keep it straight and turn them around so they would be face up when we reached the surface. And so when I did it the first couple times, I kept just swimming my friend into the wall. <laughs> Hell of a lifeguard. And then uh, when he stopped remembering his name, that's when I learned to open my eyes underwater. Uh, Wait, what, what were you going to say? No, speaking of trying to um, find the, the breathing apparatus eye goggle thing, um, your father and I also went this week to every giant in town trying to get you tam tams yeah so they are so, a uh that's a kosher for passover cracker i also yeah. live close to a whole food so i'll probably awesome. pop over after this and they did not have them but i've already been we didn't to the one near one. here not to this one uh-huh. but to, we went to two i went to two others and you, know, you know what they have actually they might be i don't know if they they would actually be closed because when i worked at everything's whole foods, closed now because when i worked at whole foods they would be open for most holidays except for like thanksgiving they would close early i think like thanksgiving and easter and christmas um wow yeah and not rosh hashanah or then, anything, yeah they never closed be... for sukkot no no <laughs> and that's, huh. that's part of the problem yeah so 
You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I tried. You did try. Just like, you know, didn't quite succeed. Um, oh, wait. One important thing that we didn't talk about yet is um, Annie's handshake with Martin, her uh, butler. Oh, that, was real, that was really uncomfortable. Oh, I, I, I had a big <laughs> smile every single time it happened. I thought it was super Complete cute. Complete with music. Yeah, they, they put on a little... <laughs> boombox in their heads i i love the handshake i loved martin i thought he was delightful i thought he was so sweet he you know drives i mean he flies halfway around the world to take her to camp and give her the deck of cards from grandfather mm-hmm. and and then saying i'll collect you anytime you want me to come back she's like i think i'll be all wrong thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was adorable yeah. Oh, also one weird thing is when uh, the mom takes uh, fake Annie to go to the the photo studio. Um, they're having a problem because the bride is like, I want to wear the veil, but it's going to cover a part of the dress. And so the mom thinks of, oh, just put a hat on. And it's it looks <laughs> so terrible. It's like the bride is putting a, put a veil on a... Uh, white top hat and yeah it looks stupid it looks very bad um and then ha- hallie is like i'm gonna be in the pictures now which uh and all the pictures were blurry and terrible so professionally done yeah this was very unprofessional i don't know how she's successful as a designer the dresses uh, were pretty they are and they're also real like maybe not those exactly mm. but it's a real brand right yeah, you were telling me elizabeth oh, james elizabeth is a real one james yeah there's like a store I've driven past it. I yeah, think it's so, like around here. I think it's like in Suburban Square. Maybe. Yeah, so yeah. I guess they made a real clothing brand course, from the success of this movie. Of course, how arbitrary is that name? Elizabeth James. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what a specific white person that is. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, also, the, like this is the first movie with Lindsay Lohan. Like oh, she, so yes. I, I read wow. that she skipped school. She faked being sick so that, that, about right. so that she could go to this audition. Oh wow! And Good move, Lindsay. And then Nancy Myers called her personally to tell her that she got the part. Wow! I wonder if they're still friends. Maybe like after, uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because I think Nancy Myers is probably a better role model than Lindsay Lohan's parents. <laughs> Not a high bar. I, they both have Wikipedia pages and they both start off with like reality TV personality. I'm oh, like, no. oh no. <laughs> That's not good. But no, she. I can't think, but Lindsay Lohan just did like two things recently and I've heard good things about them. I've heard Lindsay good thi- Lohan did? Yeah, she, she has like a reality that. show that I've heard is whatever. And then I think she was just on a show on Netflix. Oh my gosh. So she's back, but also she can do whatever she wants because she has uh, $8 trillion. She's got parent trap money. Yeah, she's got parent trap money. She's got Freaky Friday money. Yeah, that's another favorite. Yeah, so that that. Well, that was the one, the other one that we nearly did. Yeah, (laughs) I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, honestly, I kind of want to watch that now. Yeah, and uh, and I love the Halloween movies. She was great in those. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, not no, Lindsay yeah, Lohan. Yeah, now Lindsay we're Lohan. doing a segue. We're, we're on I mean, to Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, wasn't Lindsay Lohan in the mast in those? No, she, yeah. She, she's an author. She's amazing. She's a yogurt activist. Yeah. And she rocks that haircut. She does. Yeah. Do you want to have that haircut? Maybe. Yeah, we've Maybe. been talking a lot about different haircuts for you. I think if you're not going to go beehive, you got to go <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis modern day. You know, it's not so much the haircut. It's the hair color. I think it's awesome. Yeah, the hair color is very yeah. nice. 
It's so bold. Yeah, your hair looks great, Mom. Oh, thanks. Ross. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Are there are there any things from uh, the Parent Trap that we haven't really gone over? You know, I hate to say it, but there's some oh, less than shit. There's some less than stellar acting. Oh okay? yeah, you... and the moment I'm thinking of is when Chessie discovers that it's really Annie and not Hallie. I mean, that's some classic bad acting there, and I, and it hurts me to say it because I do love Chessie. But that is some bad acting. Uh, and the other one that had a couple really, really bad moments was uh, Meredith Blake. Just to me, she'll always be Meredith Blake. I cannot for the life of me remember her name. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say there are a couple spots where it was like so so over the top. It would have been Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was like a bit. I would watch that if Nicolas Cage was both kids and both parents <laughs> yeah. um now there's no bad acting from you know from natasha richardson or uh, dennis quaid and, and Lindsay lohan she holds her own there but uh she holds her some own of twice. The, some of the supporting cast i don't know i mean this is basically like us but if the movie was happy <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think Ooh, my roommate's home so I think if we have nothing else to really um, talk about in terms of the movie, I think it's really just the time that we uh, put a rating on it. So, oh. so uh, as we know, every single week we uh, uh, use a numerical grade to rate these movies uh, on a scale from zero to five. You can be as minute, specific with your decimal points as you want to. So, uh, uh, Dad, how about we'll start with you? What, what would you give uh, The Parent Trap? I would say 4.6 for two reasons. Okay. Uh, one, that little bit of overacting in there. And two, just because it's kind of fun to say 4.6 and make it seem like I'm really being that ridiculously specific. Yeah, you're a you're regular Roger Ebert. <laughs> Except, you know, alive. Except I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about you, Mom? I think I would say a 4.9 because I agree with your father. Um you know, some of that overacting got to me, but gosh, that movie just does it for me every time. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, so. How about you, Ross? Uh, personally, I, I'm giving it a 4.4. Because, oh. I yeah, I think it's good. I also thought it was, like, it wasn't too long, but there were parts, at, it was a little too long. Like, we didn't, mm. I don't know, I kind of felt at points I was just kind of getting... I thought the pacing. I thought the pacing board. was pretty. Was pretty. I remember I looked at it and said, "Oh, it's longer a movie than I thought it was." Because I remember that. I thought the pacing was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like. I have to say, yeah. Also tired, so I was just like, "Let's yeah. finish watching this movie." Especially yeah. that the um, the hotel scene in San Francisco where it was really a classic English farce and that whole yeah scene, but they did it really fast, which you have to to make right. it work. Yeah, we didn't want to do like twenty minutes of like. Well, how did you get over here so quickly or something? <laughs> uh, but so crunching the numbers, uh, we are giving The Parent Trap a 4.6333333. Uh, that sounds about right. Well, yeah, I think that's about right. And then looking at all the different rankings that we've done for different movies, that puts it, let's see. Uh, I need, oh, I lost track already. Um, okay, so that puts it, that puts The Parent Trap right above The Incredibles. And right below the Iron Giant, oh. which like that sounds about right. Yeah, the Good Neighbors. Um, wait, what? 
So that's good. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought you were saying something completely different. No, uh, not at all. I was actually being nice here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I that's basically it. So the uh, this is episode one hundred, which is wild. Uh, so thank you both Mazel for spe- thank you. We're gonna break. A, we're gonna break a wine glass when we're done here. There we go. But uh, actually, I teased it uh, last year or last week's episode that I had a little bit of an announcement. So uh, it's fine. You you gave me bug eye. This podcast news, not like news news. <laughs> like this isn't like the the kid flicks rendition of the Mueller report. Um, so. Um, uh, I'm taking a week off next week, uh, next Monday, but, um, I'm not ending Kid Flicks, but I am definitely, uh, kind of paring down on it a little bit. So, uh, if you've been listening for the whole show, I appreciate it, but I've been feeling a little bit, uh, fatigued with the show and kind of, uh, watching a movie every week, often by myself and talking about it. I've been going a little bit insane, but, uh, I've been doing this, uh, for almost exactly two years, I think. Uh, just about two years ago today is when I recorded the first episode. Um, but so we're going to be doing a, a little bit something special. So next month for May, we're going to be doing Despicable May, where we're going to be reviewing each and every of the Despicable Me movies, including the Minions movie. And I have uh, some returning guests as well as one or two new guests. Um, and then uh, I'm going to be doing an episode where we just go through the entire, all of the data that we did of all of the episodes. So we just did the rankings, but how does every single movie that we've ever done rank against each other? So if you like numbers, you're going to freaking go wild for that episode. Um, but also, second announcement, I'm currently in pre-production for a new podcast. Um, Mom, you know about this. <laughs> She's giving me shocked faces. Uh, but with uh, uh, the best friend of the podcast, Alyssa Epstein, we are uh, working on uh, kind of, if you are a fan of the McElroy podcast, Sawbones, we're working on a concept like that, but we're going to be talking about uh, Jewish culture and history. So if you like or are Jewish, then great. And even if you don't know anything, uh, we just want to kind of educate without, uh, you know, trying to convert you. Uh, so that's kind of what's coming in the future. Uh, but instead of the future, let's talk about the present. So mom and dad, thank you for uh, coming to my fourth four-story walk-up apartment and uh, being on this special podcast episode. It was our pleasure, Rob. You're oh. very welcome. Uh, thank you glad for to be here. Great. Thank uh, you for having us. You're welcome. Um, I don't know if you do, but do either of you have anything that you would like to promote or point people towards? Like, I don't know if you have... If, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a school. So in, in anybody, the very in the very off chance that there's like a young young hip uh parents on uh Yeah, so www.orhadash.com. Check it I out. I think it's dot org. No, no it is dot com. com. That's weird. No, there's another shul that is dot org, so we had to be dot com. But, but they, are they are a non-profit. non-profit. We are a non-profit, yeah. I think so, you can do, like, custom URLs. You could do, like, orhadash.rabbi or something, probably. Oh, That'd be fun. There you go. Or, like, orhadash.shalom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if anybody's in the market for a really cool Reconstructionist Hebrew school, um, I'm your person. Great. So, Yeah. So email me at school at orhadash.com. If you live in the Philadelphia area and you have my dad as a high school teacher, 
uh, be nice and just do your goddamn work. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's kind of the way I say it, although I usually try to avoid the profanity. Yeah, but I don't because I'm 23 and immature. Um, <laughs> Ross, you're very mature. I'm, I host a podcast about children's movies. <laughs> <laughs> but in a very mature way. Oh, wow. Uh, all right, so well, I want to let's end, and then uh, if it's open, maybe I'll get ice cream. So take that maturity. Uh, what? Lactose intolerance. Fine, you can. They have water <laughs> ice, I think. Okay. If they're open. Um, but anyway, that is all for today. Uh, we will hear you in two weeks for the beginning of Despicable May, and go go gadget end show. <laughs>